Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christofferson. Brian, it has been a while. What uh, what have you been doing in that time? Uh, lifting lifting weights, uh, running sprints. Your beard looks healthy, so uh, it looks like we've both been getting some things done. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's the summer. It's very red right now, I feel like, really tapping into the Norwegian heritage I don't actually have. Whenever I look at Ancestry.com. So, hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of where things sit. However, let's uh, let's dive right into this right away. A lot has been okay. going on with Nebraska recruiting. And you've had the, uh, the recruiting file series running for a little bit now. So I actually want to start there before we get into these commitments, before we get into the visit lists, all of that stuff. What's been the best story, if you can condense it down to one? Or the one that maybe just caught you the most most off guard. You can go whatever parameters you want. What story has stood out the most from the assistant coaches you've talked to so far? Uh, Bill Bush uh, has a pretty funny story about, uh, and I can't think of the player's name, but he ended up in the NFL. And he uh, was recruiting him on an island with Urban Meyer. And they uh, they showed up to the island and they didn't know where the guy was and and they're just and someone on the island is just like we'll find him for you, and it was just like it was just like they uh, so they they found they moved Bill Bush to the where he was, and uh, and the guy was uh, had his weed eater this prospect who would later be in the NFL I wish I could think of his name has his weed weed eater in his Timberlands out there. And is uh, just uh, chopping away, and Bill Bush, and and Bill Bush like swung him like on the visit, and uh, I think he ended up. This was when Bush was at Utah, I believe. So, uh, but people can go back and look at the name on that guy, on that one. But yeah, just interesting stuff like that. Bush is recruited there, and also like in Alaska for Zach Bowman, um, you know, where there's no <laughs> daylight, right. and you're you're getting used to that. So. Uh, some of those stories are pretty funny. Mark Whipple was funny the other day. I thought about like he actually thought he had Drew Brees at Brown University. Uh, Drew Brees wasn't as highly recruited. Right. And then uh, he had been on an in-home. And the way I took the story the next day, uh, Drew Brees walks into the coach's office and Whipple is still in town or whatever. And he's got on his Purdue hat. And so it's kind of like, all right, okay. I, I fought the fight, but not today. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that is uh, – I think guys after a few years, even the ones that get away, they, they become more humorous stories than ones that, that uh, stab them in the gut. Yeah, that's been good stuff. People can check out those stories on Husker 24-7. All right, Nebraska, since I think the last time that we spoke, Nebraska has picked up two commitments, Jaden Dawson and Brock Newton. They've had two official visits 
uh, one in May and then one here at the beginning of June. A lot has gone on. Where do you want to start with that, Brian? Do you want to do you want to dive into the two commitments and work yeah. our way out from there? Yeah, let's, right. let's do that. We'll start with Jaden Doss, wide receiver, Raymore Peculiar High School in Missouri. Uh, this was a Bill Bush find, a Bill Bush guy, uh, and an offensive asset for Nebraska football here. What kind of were your initial impressions, and and were you the one that actually checked in with Jaden? Uh, after his visit a couple weeks ago. No, we had the great Steve, Steve Wiltfong who did that one. Um, so I didn't talk to him after it. Uh, but I do. I did follow his recruiting story quickly. You know, you always heard that Debo Samuel name sort of mm-hmm. as the trait comparison. And I, people, you got to be careful with that. I think people know where we're coming from on, on it. But what I wrote right after the commitment Friday, and I guess I'd stress again now, is I think this is an opportunity right now for Nebraska to sort of set its feet in the Kansas City area with a couple of prospects that are pretty big time, Jaden Doss being the first of those, and, um, and, and get that going like it should be going. I just don't feel like Nebraska in recent years, there has been some effort, but they, for whatever reason, haven't been able to, to, to land that plane. And so um, I think this is a big start on that. So the fact that you've got a guy like Bill Bush, who's such a great recruiter and communicator in that area, kind of laying the cement, and then you can get him here, and they already like the coach, and you know, and then they get to meet. In this case, it was Mickey, you know, as a, a position type coach. It feels like that's a one-two punch that's uh, very difficult for others uh, to compete with. And then if Mickey can start to do the same thing in St. Louis with groundwork, which he's trying to do. And if uh, Brian Apple, like Texas is so broad, I mean, they, that it's its own country, basically. But, I mean, Brian Applewhite's down in parts of Texas and has connections. And if he can get you at least into some corners there, um, you know, that those three areas, I think, could really change some things for Husker recruiting in the big picture. Yeah, it definitely is a, uh, a good start with this recruiting class. And they built – uh, some positive momentum. I think that Jaden Doss is a really interesting offensive piece. And it's one that I kind of like because you take him and he's not necessarily just a receiver. He's certainly not just a running back, but he's he's got a skill set that I think is is pretty intriguing. And um, I I would be really curious how Mark Whipple would use somebody like that. Uh, because I don't I don't think you see a lot of, of that with his offenses. That's more of a Scott Frost wrinkle. And um, so that it'd be kind of fun to see how those two things merge up. Also on the offensive side of the ball and for the third time, Nebraska adds an offensive line commitment from its own state. Joining Gunnar Gatula and Sam Sledge is Brock Newton. This recruitment, Brian, felt like one where Nebraska wanted to kind of make sure it knew that it had Brock Newton when they made the offer, um, they they did all their due diligence. They wanted to make sure that this, because they, they knew he was going to commit if they made that offer. They want to make sure that he fits with, with Donovan Rayola and that he fits what they want on the offensive line. And they got a guy that had, you know, several notable Power 5 offers and um, it's going to be part of uh, the Scotts Bluff to Nebraska pipeline, having transferred over from Mitchell to Scotts Bluff last fall. Yeah, and I am not going to pretend for a second like I know his game inside and out. And I also think um, 
I was thinking about this the other day. Teddy Prohaska is an example of an in-state recruit um, who Nebraska landed. And I, there was some big potential in Teddy, but I'll admit, I was like, I don't know. Like I, from what I'd seen and heard, I'd be like, I I don't, I don't know how that one's going to play out. I'm glad. I think he's the, it was the right offer to make with Teddy. And uh, I think it very well might work out, but I wasn't going to like bet everything on it and look at what he did when he got on the field right away. I think he surprised both of us. And I'm sort of using him to make the point of like with some of these in-state guys, it's sort of like, okay, they've got the base tools, and now it's just when you get here, um, do you have that sort of special, the the extra ingredient, I guess, whatever it takes to, to move ahead of the pack and impress Donovan Riola. Um, but obviously, if, if they're offering, they, they feel like um, all the base stuff is at least there. Yeah, and Teddy Berhoska is a great reminder that, you know, getting specific coaching from people that, <laughs> are offensive line coaches that devote, you know, their time to working with this technique. Like that, that can be so helpful uh, because, you know, you go to high school, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever the the guy is that coaches running backs or offensive line. And that's not to take away from these high school coaches. It's just that it's a difference when it's your, your job versus when it's kind of the secondary thing that you do. And so, you can definitely see some great gains from players because of that. And I think Teddy Prohaska's won. And we'll we'll see with Brock Newton. And but I just like it because it's a guy in your state. He's another offensive lineman. You can add depth to that room. I think it's gonna undergo a little bit of a change, certainly with Donovan Rayola. And uh it it was the right move at the right time. And it doesn't it doesn't prevent them from being able to go after Amir Herring or Caden Green or Junior Sia, or whoever else uh, that they're interested with on that offensive line, Zaylon's heard. I mean, there's there's plenty of targets that they like. It doesn't preclude them from being able to do that just by taking Brock Newton. They could take, you know, five linemen in this class if they choose to, and they've still got some pretty big names out there, as we'll get into when we get into the visit weekend. So uh, I guess we'll just turn to that right now. Brian, they had 13 official visitors in this last weekend, on Sunday, you and I scrambling to try to get these guys. It was kind of amazing because you start knocking them out and then you're looking at the list and you're like, oh, we only have four of the 13 right now. And then it's like five and then it's six yeah. and then it's seven. And I mean, it was it was a big visit weekend. And by just about everyone that we spoke with, Nebraska did a great job of making people feel like they got a lot out of it, despite how many total visitors are there. I mean, that's a lot of players to kind of have to juggle and families to have to juggle and the logistics of having 13 official visitors and no one feeling like they didn't get enough time with the coaching staff. That's, I mean, that's remarkable. And and that was kind of one of my takeaways from the weekend. Yeah. Joshua Manning on Monday when he was leaving was saying, I understand why Jaden Doss committed here. Like I, it, it makes complete sense to me after this visit and that he was going to let his situation play out, but that's, it's speaking to your point of just how well organized they were. And I felt like, I know a lot of people sometimes read the headlines or they'll see like quotes and it's like, it feels like it's all the same. Right. Cause it, mm-hmm. cause like recruits like, Oh, best, best visit ever sort of stuff. And so some people kind of roll their eyes at it. I do think it's genuine to say though, um, that there's there's legitimacy, I feel like, to a lot of these guys where I, 
I don't know if Nebraska is going to land this guy or that guy or whatever, but I, I think they're going to land some of them. And I really feel like um, it's real. So it's not like one of these things where there have been weekends we've covered in the past where there have been positive reviews, but I thought this is kind of a show. Like I, I still don't see how Nebraska is higher than fourth or fifth or third on right. this guy's list. And that's not the way I feel this time. And especially with a lot of those wide receivers, because uh, I know people are like, well, it's becoming cliche to, you know, have the storyline about Mickey and his connection with the guys already. But uh, that's the true thing too. It's, it's just like, he has this select group of guys that he builds such trust with. And um, you know, uh, that he's known them since they were 15 years old. He, he'll tell them the good, he'll tell them the bad. And because of that, uh, I think a lot of those guys like O'Marion Miller are like really fascinated and just following him wherever he's at. We'll see if that's how that ends up. But I think there's a decent chance O'Marion Miller ends up at Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, let's let's start there. I mean, grab a couple guys from the visit weekend that you talked to and, and kind of assess where you feel like Nebraska sits at the moment. And I mean, to be honest, uh, Brian, you were incredibly busy over the weekend. You were at Friday Night Lights. We'll get into that a little bit later. You chatted up several 2024s that came out to see Nebraska, including guys that left with offers. Uh, so it was, a, it was more than just the official visits. But among the official visitors, you mentioned O'Marion Miller. Besides him and, and you know, who else kind of stood out in terms of having a good weekend? And, and you think Nebraska's put their best foot forward in terms of recruiting them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, O'Marion Miller, um, I'll just go a little further with him. Um, on Friday night at the Friday night lights events, it was the Louisiana crew just hanging together on that sideline. And so Decolas Crawford, who had just got in town was there, but also Trey Palmer was with those guys and they're having a conversation. I'm sure they hung out the whole week. I know they, they were hanging out and, uh, I think that's a big deal. Trey Palmer, we, we always talk about Palmer from the vantage point of what he might do as a receiver this year, but think about all the guys that Mickey's recruiting in Louisiana and Trey Palmer can be that voice on the ground here already. That's had six months here. And it's like, yeah, you can live here in Lincoln. <laughs> like it, it, yeah. it's a, this is different than what you're used to here. Um, but this place can fit you. It fits me. And uh, I, I, that kind of became more clear to me on Friday as I watched Palmer uh, hold shop with those guys, sort of like the, the usefulness that he can be. And then I think um, uh, Malachi Coleman, who I'll let you expand a lot on this because you heard everything he had to say at his press conference Sunday, yeah. uh, which, which you can put in perspective for people. Uh, but Ernest Hausman uh, was, was uh, touring him around. Ernest uh, also had uh, um, Joshua Manning uh, with him. And there's another guy like Ernest is a very mature guy who's a first year freshman who uh, I think can really speak to um, this is going well here. These the This coach is what he says he is. Um, and I think that's something that is is true, too, and not artificial is I want to get into a culture conversation. But I think they have enough guys in the program now who, who despite their record last year, feel pretty good about like how things are going, where they can be spokespeople to these recruits like Ernest and, and Trey and stuff like that. So um, the receivers kind of jump to the front for me. Uh, but then I see 
a guy like Ashley Williams Jr. And I think he's really an interesting recruit because he's going to Minnesota this week. And uh, that it feels like it could be a little bit of a Nebraska fist fight. I don't know. Someone else could be in there. But that's a prospect who has upwards of 20 offers, I know now. And in March, he was just kind of getting off the ground. And when you see him in person, you understand why. Like that, he's a he's a edge guy who can still grow, but he can drop in coverage, do a lot of different things. There's guys like that are, are pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it sounds funny because it's not like there's this long track record. But right now, it kind of feels like, oh, Minnesota likes an edge guy. I feel like Nebraska should probably also like that edge guy. Yeah. Uh, because they've, they've had a few in the last five years that have been pretty good players. All right, Mal- Malachi Coleman. So let's dive into this. He had a, and this is as far as I know, has never happened in terms of covering a Nebraska official visit. He's an in-town kid, which makes him a rarity to begin with. But he had a press conference on Sunday night, essentially a press conference, inviting the media who wanted to cover his recruitment, wanted to cover the official visit to a spot here in town. And he just kind of held court for a few minutes and walked through the visit with everyone. And the reason he did that was because he had seven on seven all day Sunday. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to have to try to answer phone calls while playing. He wanted to kind of be left alone. Um, and, and I respect that. I appreciate it. I mean, it, like what I had preferred to be able to get him on the phone for eight minutes versus, you know, going somewhere and, and doing it that way. Absolutely. You always want an exclusive. You want to be able to control all the questions and how it's all going. But the reality was this is how we were going to get to chat with him, and it was still illuminating stuff. I mean, he really feels strongly about Mickey Joseph. He feels strongly about Nebraska. I got every sense that the Huskers are going to have to be defeated in order to not win his commitment. Like, it is a, this is the team. If uh, if you're going to take me out of Lincoln, Nebraska, you have to be able to surpass how I feel about these guys. And that's the coaching staff. That's the opportunity in front of them, I think, as a player. That's the other players around there. I mean, you want to talk about someone who seemed to connect with everybody he was around during the weekend, whether it was Ernest Hausman or Victor Jones, a new wide receiver from Florida, or Bo Hewley, the offensive lineman that's committed to Georgia, uh, or those other wide receivers, Barry Jackson, O'Marion Miller, Joshua Manning before he left the you know support staff i mean malachi was able to connect with all of these people you can just tell there's a comfort level that i think is going to be very difficult for other teams to match i mean he's gonna i know he's gonna love oklahoma and michigan later this month but i just don't think he's going to end up choosing those schools so you know when this recruitment ends and it looks like it's going to go into the season as long as nebraska can show some progress i think they are going to end up with malachi coleman i mean with the crystal ball is pretty heavy Nebraska at this point. Uh, obviously, a lot has to play out season-wise. But from an NIL standpoint and from a comfort-level standpoint, I don't think there's a better fit for Malachi Coleman, and I think he knows that. And, it, it you know, the position, he wants to play offense because he wants to play for Mickey Joseph, but I think he's also realistic in that if I get there and I can help as a defensive player faster, that's where they're going to put me. Like, I, I think he knows that, even as kind of the recruitment has largely centered on what he could do on offense. I think he has far more upside as a defensive player. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that he'd be a bad receiver by any means, but just having watched him play, 
I'm more intrigued to see what a 235 pound, you know, outside linebacker, 240, if he can put it on, uh, would look like because of his athleticism. Hmm. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. He uh, sounded... a couple... oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say a couple other guys I want to touch on real quick. Um, Kay and Lee, the cornerback, top 247 guy. Uh, Ohio State's going to get a visit from him later this month. Miami as well. He's going to make a decision um, at some point. He doesn't have like a real timeline, but I mean, he's going to go look at those schools. Nebraska is very much in this and it, it goes back. You know, we were, we talk all about, we talk all about Mickey Joseph and the relationships and everything he builds. There's another guy that's kind of been doing this for a little while. It's <laughs> not, it's not to the same level of fanfare and it's partly because he doesn't have the NFL attachment, but he has put guys in the NFL Travis Fisher is damn good at building relationships. Kay and Lee, you know, he gave me this quote and he had, a, he had one similar to you, I think before he ever came out to Nebraska, or it might've been to Andrew Ivins whenever they spoke about Nebraska, but he more or less just says his relationship with Travis Fisher is so good that they click when they don't even talk, that they can sit there and it's like totally comfortable to be in a room with someone where you're not talking because you understand each other because you don't need to talk to understand each other. And then you don't need to talk about football to understand each other. And that seemed to be a valuable thing for him because he kind of made it sound like, you know, football is obviously why he's going to end up wherever he ends up, but he wants to be around people that he enjoys to be around if he's going to do it as well. And Travis Fisher is certainly one of those. And I think the fact that Nebraska is recruiting a bunch of the Georgia guys and that, you know, you talked about kind of putting that Louisiana contingent together. I mean, there was Janarian Bonner. There's Caleb Tanner, yeah. Miles Farmer, Gabe Irvin. I mean, they've Quentin Newsom. They've got guys in that Atlanta area that can certainly showcase, hey, you can come to Nebraska. You can be a starter. You can be successful. 
you know, and then eventually we're going to start putting guys in the NFL from your area too. I mean, that, that was a good pitch for, for him. And then, um, Adonijah Green. I mean, another guy, he's committed to Louisville, but would it surprise me if Nebraska's heavily in the mix? No. I mean, he's a little more guarded, and I think he kind of has to be because I think he wants to keep that Louisville commitment until he's 100% sure. But he's loved both of his times out at Nebraska as well. And uh, I think he's a little bit more of a, um, you know, if you can get him, great, but it's it's not necessarily plan A type. But he's, he's someone that Nebraska certainly has interest in and and another interesting recruit on top of all of it. Yeah. And several of these guys, this was not their first time, you know, like yeah. Josh, Joshua Manning said, I asked him what, if anything stuck at or surprised him at this point. No, I mean, he's been here. He said, I've been here like four times, five times. So um, that's part of it. And you talk about Georgia and, and obviously Fisher does some work down there, but you know, groundwork layers uh, they've, that's what I, I guess is, is jumping into my, mind the most is they've got some people like Sean Becton is in Georgia where you know he's like setting a, a, a solid surface for you um, on the front end of a recruitment and then other guys can come in and, and really knock it uh, knock it out of the park on the back end and then I think it helps uh, that you have in a lot of these interviews with defender type guys Eric Chenander always comes up and yeah. I think that's important to note is like how involved Nebraska's defensive coordinator is in like all the aspects of recruiting and, and from, from really the start of it to the finish of it, he gets pretty involved with guys. And uh, I don't know if that happens as extensively everywhere where you have your coordinator quite like that. So I, I think that helps with the one, two punch sort of with defenders with both the position coach and the coordinator. Yeah, absolutely. So you were there Friday night lights Friday. You've been to these events before. Um, Anything kind of jump out to you? I know you caught up with at least a couple guys that were there as well. Yeah, I mean, Friday Night Lights, you take it for what it is. There's so many things going on, and I'm not going to jump into, like, effort. You know, you could you could name off, like, 40 kids that probably did okay. Um, but the honest truth is there's going to be a handful that end up with the Nebraska opportunity, and we are sort of focused on that. I'm obviously wishing all the prospects well wherever they may go. Um, but I think, um, what stands out from the camp is a couple of offers, Ontario Thompson, uh, the defensive lineman from Iowa Western who, uh, Nebraska offered on Saturday and I was kind of looking at him and I think could get in on that one too. Uh, he's a very interesting prospect because he's going to be available in December. He's going to play this season at Iowa Western. Last year, he admitted this to me, said, I, I didn't take care of my business. I didn't get on the field. I redshirted. It's, he put it on himself. But he ran. he's a freak. That's what he is. He's a freak. He ran a 4.61, like 40. He's at 280, 280 right now. I mean, so that's ridiculous, you know, to do that. And so I think he's one of those guys where some people, the brass is like, you take a chance on that. You oh, see yeah. What, yeah, you see what you can do with that piece of clay. And so, uh, and also you're going to get a chance. You got to think about it this way too. You're going to get a chance to see how it plays out at Iowa Western a little bit throughout the season, like what he's doing and how he's coming along. Uh, so that one's pretty interesting. And then I don't know how this one's going to, if anything will happen for Nebraska, but they offered an athlete from Louisiana, Juwan Johnson. Yep. Uh, and Mickey liked him. 
And I just thought it was fascinating that after Mickey offered him on Saturday, uh, Mississippi State jumped on the bandwagon and then LSU on Monday. And he said that was a dream come true and when LSU offered. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's where that thing goes. But that was just interesting, the power of how like a guy who has no offers, nobody's paying attention to. We have no picture of him on 24-7 sports, barely a profile. And suddenly he's got like four pretty good power five offers or wherever he's at and it's going to grow. So um, those were the two offers that stuck out to me. And then real quickly, uh, Corey and Gibson, I don't think – uh, this should be dismissed. He's a 24 um, defensive back down in uh, Lancaster, Texas. He very quietly came in for an unofficial uh, on the weekend and uh, give a lot of props to Brian Applewhite on that, uh, you know, kind of convincing him to take a look and that might set it up for, you know, maybe gets a second visit next year at this time when it, um, you know, to one of these things where he's an official guy and Nebraska's in the top five and has a shot. He's a four-star guy um, who safety corner can do a lot of different things. So uh, that's one to just keep in the back of your mind because he could be interesting a cycle from now. Look at that. They're already planting seeds for a year from now. Well, I mean, you kind of got to do that. You got to get them like here yeah. now as sort of like behind the scenes. They're not the big headline item that week, but then they might be in 12 months or what, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you, you said this and in my head, I was going through it, but, and I'd have to take a look at the exact list, but I could only name off a few guys that had not seen Nebraska prior to coming in for the official visit. O'Marion Miller would be one. Ashley Williams would be another. Um, otherwise a lot of those guys had already been in once. We know that staff likes people to come in two, three times. They go heavily, at getting guys in at least once during their junior year uh, before, you know, it flips over to the back half of their junior year. So um, you're, you're absolutely right in that regard. I want to throw in one more offer because I don't think you mentioned it. And it's a, uh, it's a unique one because it's, it's Mickey Joseph making the decision to go ahead and make this offer for a 2026 oh, yeah. Omaha Benson fighting bunny Deshaun. Prince. I haven't talked to him yet. I don't know a whole lot about it. I checked in with Mike Sauter as I often do. And uh, he had a hell of a seven on seven camp. I mean, he, you know, they played in this team seven on seven event and he looked really, really good. And that was enough for Mickey Joseph. And he, Mickey Joseph did this. I mean, if you, this is a, this is a several year out comparison, but O'Marion Miller was a kid who showed up at LSU's camp dominated in seven on seven mickey turned to the support staff i read all of this it was written well from our 24 7 crew down there at lsu turns to the support staff and basically like get that kid i want that kid miller rolls over nebraska offers like two days later miller commits or whatever to lsu maybe as a month or so and i mean that's the kind of guy that Mickey Joseph is. He's going to be at the camp. He sees a kid that he likes. He's going to make sure that kid knows that not only does he like him, but the University of Nebraska likes him too. Yeah. And he that was on display this weekend. you like this one as a Vikes fan. He was telling the story during the recruiting files thing about uh, Justin Jefferson. And uh, Jefferson was not the top receiver as far as the recruiting services were concerned at his high his school. two-star, I think. Yeah. Um, there was, there was another guy who ended up at Notre Dame, and everybody's like, you got to go see that kid. And so Mickey's out there watching him. 
and Mickey comes back. He's at Louisiana Tech at the time, and he's saying Justin Jefferson is the best player. There's like, I mean, it's not even close. And everybody's like, no, 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 it's this other guy. Don't you see? And Mickey's like, no, 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 it's Justin Jefferson. It's the skinny kid over here. And uh, I would say Mickey Joe. I uh, know no offense to whoever the we we aren't naming him, so it doesn't matter. But whoever that other guy is, good, you know, I I don't think there's any. Uh, hurt in being second to Justin Jefferson, but Mickey was right. Justin Jefferson was probably the better player. Right. Well, I needed Mickey to talk to me on draft night because I was pretty uninspired by that. And I, uh, looks like I might've been wrong. You know, one of the rare times that Mike Schaefer was completely wrong. So, uh, good that we could work some Vikings talk in there. Uh, anything you want to add before we close this off, I'll run off the, the list of who Nebraska has, coming in this weekend um give me a second to find it all right uh, in the meantime i'll pose a question as you're finding it i know you made some crystal ball predictions um if you don't mind saying though who are a couple two or three from this weekend like if you're you know like i feel the best about nebraska's chances with them um because that's what people are always wondering. It's like, okay, who's who's who who's actually going to ring the bell now? Yeah, uh, so I have predictions in for Malachi Coleman uh, and Maverick Noonan, two guys in this weekend. I've put one in for Omarion Miller. If I had to rank those in terms of likelihood of happening, it would probably go Miller, Coleman, Noonan mm. at this point. But I feel good about all three. And – uh, I already had predictions in for Malachi and for Noonan. Just felt like Nebraska was going to make it really difficult for those guys who have other options. I, I think that's it's always kind of important to, to make sure we reiterate, reiterate that as much as possible. Like there's a world where Maverick Noonan goes to Stanford here in a couple of weeks and is like, you know what? This is where I need to be. There's a world where Malachi Coleman feels like he can leave Nebraska and he'd be comfortable to do it. I don't think it's likely but there is a world where there's a possibility because they have those opportunities and they have those offers. So uh, you, you have to keep that in mind, but I still feel good about where things sit uh, with, with those guys. And um, you know, O'Marion Miller in particular, he didn't decommit from LSU uh, without having this kind of planned out. I mean, I, I think Mickey Joseph is who he wants to play for. I think having both Dakotas Crawford and Trey Palmer right there to kind of be like, you know, you're not alone in this regard. Like we've mm -hmm. done it too. The whole LSU to Nebraska thing with Mickey, like we're here. You're not, you're not a pioneer about this route. So I think yeah. that helps too. And you mentioned that and um, you know, they're, they're putting themselves in position for these guys. And, and I, they just done a really nice job. I also think there's going to be a surprise or two. I don't know who it's going to be. I keep looking at, and I probably shouldn't even say this on the podcast because it's going to give some optimism, um, maybe more than it should. But I keep thinking there's more to Caden Green um, than yeah. maybe than maybe what gets reported all the time. Uh, I I think Nebraska is going to have a say in that one, and so we'll see kind of how that plays out, but. That would be, you know, the very, very, if I was going to put in like a, a one on the crystal ball for just a dark shot prediction, Caden Green would be the guy that I would consider doing that with. So uh, that's a little behind the curtain of the, the thought 
process. But I, I felt like they were in good shape for Jaden Doss. I didn't get the crystal ball in in time for that one before we kind of knew a little bit ahead of time that was going to happen. And I don't like to, I don't like to make those predictions if I already know that the commitment is coming at a specific time. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like at that point, like what, what are we really doing? But uh, you know, so they've, they've done a nice job. I think this month is going to go really well for them. Uh, and I, like I said, I think there's a surprise or two this summer that a uh, kid that maybe you just don't expect Nebraska to end up with. I could see them pulling off and, and Caden Green's the one that I would kind of keep my eyes shifted towards. All right. All right this weekend. This weekend, they are going to have in six official visitors, and those include Ben Bramer, who's already committed to the program. We don't talk about Ben Bramer ever. I still am very high on Ben Bramer. I've seen people, whether it's on our message board or on Twitter uh, or wherever, kind of question whether Nebraska took him too early. I think that Ben Bramer is going to be one of those guys that in like four years, we're just all talking about how good Ben Bramer is. So I... I have no question on that one. He's going to be in for his official visit. He's not going anywhere else. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be as highly rated as he should. That's a different discussion for another time. Other guys this weekend, that I think it's a really interesting one because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of them are making second visits, and Nebraska has a good shot with a lot of them too. Uh, Riley Van Poppel, I have a crystal ball in for him. He's four-star defensive lineman out of Texas. Nebraska hosted him in March. Visit went great. I think they have a great shot at ending this recruitment even as early as this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce the last name correctly, but Phil Pizziotta, Pizziotta, I don't know. It, it, it's Phil, the Pennsylvania linebacker. We'll just call him that. And uh, he Pennsylvania is, Phil. Pennsylvania Phil is the kind of guy that you like to see in the Big Ten. And the battle for Nebraska, I think, is going to be Oklahoma here. But mm-hmm. he's already made a visit. He – he came out of the tunnel and he, <laughs> he looked like Josh Banderas. It took me a couple of beats. He, he had like the all green on it. It was like L, you know, it was Lincoln Southwest colors. It took me a, a second to realize, but he's a pretty built kid already at six foot three, two twenty five. And like I said, it looks like Nebraska Oklahoma battle. Uh, Heath Ozeda is a six foot six, two hundred ninety pound offensive lineman from Washington. Nebraska had him in for a game last year. Uh, he's someone to to keep an eye on. Zalitz Hurd. A, a name out of Monroe, Louisiana. He actually blocked for A.J. Allen last year. We have him on the 24-7 sports composite rankings as the number 100 player in the country. Another very talented offensive lineman joining the likes of a Caden Green or a Bo Hewley or an Amir Herring. And now Zalance heard, you know, say this for Donovan Rayola. Have no idea how he can coach, but. They've done a good job, whether it's him, whether it's group recruiting, getting top linemen to Nebraska, uh, and and they're serious about their chances. So uh, those are the guys that are going to be coming in this weekend. Junior Sia, the the last one, six foot six, three hundred eight pound offensive lineman out of Utah. This is kind of an interesting one because he's a quiet recruit. I mean, there's there's not a lot of activity there. It's Nebraska, it's Utah, it's Utah State, and I think there's one other offer that's been made to him. Uh, so Nebraska's early on this one, so he's someone to keep an eye on as well. But that is your your upcoming visit weekend, and again, it should be, I think, a good one for Nebraska. Yeah, and then uh, Friday Night Lights, is, there's another one this week, eh? Week? No, or? not this week. It's, it's, uh, it's two uh, weeks, I'm sorry, week and a yep. half. On, on June 17th, you'll have yep. the second Friday Night Lights. On June 18th is the Pipeline Camp. Uh, yep. On June 19th, they'll have another dozen official visitors leaving campus again. 
that promises to be an incredibly busy weekend. So uh, we'll have plenty of coverage before then. But this month, I mean, everyone kept telling me like, yeah, this, are you prepared for June? And I was just like, yeah, I've done this before. <laughs> and I got to say, it's a little busier than even I anticipated. So, but I like that. It's good. I mean, we have plenty of stuff up on the site and you, you got to enjoy these waves. I, I wrote about this yesterday, but Nebraska very much is a wave recruiting team. Like you're going to get those kind of runs, whether it's late November, early December, where it's like six straight days of kids committing. And you're going to get that in June too, where whether with the visits and everything else, it just feels like there's a constant conversation about what's going on with Nebraska recruiting. And so uh, I, Personally, Brian, I'm enjoying this wave. Yeah, and I'll do a quick sales pitch. Uh, there's still a deal for 75% off um, on the site uh, to Husker 24-7. Go on there, click on it, do it. Because uh, there is not going to be, I don't think, much of a dead spot. I mean, maybe maybe for a week in July. I don't know. Yeah. But it's 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 pretty much we're, we're in it now. Like June is going to have tons of recruiting stuff and guys getting to campus that were from the, you know, portal and all that stuff. So they're getting here. Uh, we're uh, talking to assistant coaches for the recruiting file stuff. And then because of the week zero game, um, I mean, fall camp starts a week. Right. Into it. So, I mean, big 10 media days, late July. And then there's camp basically a couple of days after that. And it's on and uh, Dublin and all that stuff. So, uh, people should uh, click on that, join the network. You can uh, get to know a lot of Husker fans and uh, get all the content on the recruiting stuff. So that's good. Does it feel like we're 80 days away from the season starting? 81 days? I can't, I don't know where the tracker's at, but it's like right we're at 80. Of... We're at 80 today. Oh, yeah. Yesterday yesterday we were James Carney days from Husker okay. football. That was 81. Uh, so What's 80? Uh, it's uh, Sean Hardy and Jacob Herbeck days until Husker football. There are some shared numbers. So, all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It, it, it comes fast at this point. It always feels like it's like in the left lane and it's, it's, it's going 10 miles over the limit to the season. That's the, usually when you get here, it, 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 it moves pretty quickly. Well, the good thing is Husker 24-7 can move as quick as it does. We will have the coverage on whatever happens with Nebraska Athletics. And as Brian said, great deal right now, 75% off. If you are not a member, great opportunity to jump on it. Like I said, Nebraska's recruiting in a big wave right now. And if that wave carries us to the start of the football season, you know damn well there's going to be a lot of interesting things to write and talk about. And we'll have plenty of coverage on all of that as well. For Brian Christopherson, I'm Mike Shaver. This is the Husker 24-7 podcast. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made at PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.